Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 437th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. I almost screwed it up, but we're going to keep it going. You almost screwed it up. You're, you're just as excited as, as I am. Yeah, yeah. So sorry sorry for missing the last couple of, uh, of weeks, but uh, there's a good reason for it. I'm probably going to hand off most of this episode to Sandy. Yeah, so two weeks ago, we had a sort of, uh, not a scare, but we thought that Carolyn had gone to labor. And so I was like, hey, I, I can't record. I think something's about to go down. And you graciously were like, all right, cool. You know, and then didn't happen. And then I got to say, last all, weekend, Lena was like, yeah. awesome, because we were watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So we were able to watch like another two episodes at night because of that. There you go. <laughs> um, love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Love that show. Yeah. Love that show. Uh, and then last weekend was Super Bowl, right? Yep. And I just want to say that I hit six out of eight parlay, uh, sort of same game parlays. Really? Um, and I'm really upset. Oh yeah, I didn't. I'm know. upset that Travis Kelsey didn't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also upset that uh, some. I think it was Isaiah Pacheco didn't hit the yards rushing that I needed. But otherwise, I hit like Travis Kelsey yards, Travis Kelsey receptions. Uh, a couple of things. Anyways, Hold up, sorry, sorry real, really, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. Yeah, have you been have you been betting much? Because I did, I had no idea. That no, you, you no, 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 Okay, okay. No, 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 no. I had I had basically been given by DraftKings like five dollars worth of their like in game currency. Okay, and I was like, all right, let's just do some on the Super Bowl. They were like, make we, it, we want you, know, you back. Like, yeah, right. Make it somewhat interesting, but gotcha. Uh, we I ended up missing most of the Super Bowl because Carolyn, her water broke at the so sort of like a mid afternoon on on Sunday, and so what was interesting was her parents were coming over to pick up Oliver because Carolyn was due any minute. And about 30 minutes before they showed up, her water broke. And so her parents were very excited, very shocked. But they, you, you could not time the Oliver handover from us to, you know, her parents any closer than what we did. Yeah. Um, and, and so he was he was a little mopey at, uh, at their place. But, you know, they have a yard and there's rabbits in the yard. And so he had a good time. But, um, you know... The water breaks, and you know we're just sort of waiting around, waiting for stuff to happen. And Super Bowl's then on, and we're just like you know sort of zoned out watching it because it's not the most important thing that's going on for us. Right, right. Uh, I ended up, ha- I think, all the adrenaline started to wear off at that point. I like slept through the entire second quarter. Uh, I woke up and like Usher was like coming out on stage. <laughs> uh, did you watch the halftime we- show? I did, because okay. I was like, am I going to get the Usher that I grew up with? And mm-hmm. so when he started singing the older songs, especially like Confessions, part yeah, two. Yeah. I couldn't believe he did uh, Confessions, God. actually. I thought that was a, that's a bit well, I'm really a, glad he did. That's that's a whole demo that like, I mean, Confessions part two is probably one of the best R&B albums of he, all time. It's really, really good. You're right. I guess, I mean, that was one of the most popular songs off the album at the time. But I guess I'm still thinking like, you know, for the Super Bowl audience, not like this song was played on the radio like every hour on the hour. Um, at yeah. that time, at least. So, anyway, sorry about that. I wish he did like burn. Like, well, you know, you can't do too many. He's got yeah, so many. He's got albums, a lot. He's you know? got you a can't lot. Do, you can't do too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that they had a lot of the Atlanta people come through, but then I thought like Petey Pablo was about to come on stage um, because oh, they yeah. they they played like a sample of Freak a Leak, and uh, like when Ludacris was doing his per- portion of Yeah, so I thought Ludacris was about to get cut off for Petey Pablo, and then. I didn't notice it at the time, but I did rewind it later and hear it, that uh, there was a a sample, I think, of a, I think it was a Ying Yang Twin song. I could be wrong. It might have been the David, David Banner song, but one of those songs uh, from, from that era, too. So they, like, it was in addition to all the people that they had there, like Lil John Ludacris and, and uh, uh, her and others, they also had uh, a couple samples from other people um, for people who, would, who actually know, I guess, if you know, you know type of thing. Right. 
Right. And and so, you know, saw the saw the halftime show. We ended up going to bed by like the third quarter. She would have mm-hmm. looked, it was some pretty big discomfort um waiting for the contractions to come. Yeah. And so we went to bed and tried to get her as comfortable as possible and she woke me up at so I think we went to bed around 10 p.m. So like the game is still going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh I missed all of the end of the fourth quarter, the the overtime fiasco of new rules and whatever but yeah you know i also i really don't care about the super bowl you know it's the chiefs it's the niners i i really don't care uh, i've seen Mahomes winning enough times where you're just, i'm like mm-hmm. so numb mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah you can't no matter what no matter how good the, like the niners are on paper you cannot bet against Mahomes and, and travis kelsey right um right there's just something about like having ice in your veins when you've been there that many times and you've always been down you're like we've been here before we're literally not uh perturbed you know their heart rate like probably isn't even going up that much when they're on the field playing like they look so relaxed they look so comfortable right and so she wakes me up at 2 a.m she goes the contractions are real they're totally here i go all right game time and i think my heart rate just like went into like sort of like a low grade run where i was like all right blood's pumping i'm super awake let's Mm -hmm. get moving um, and what was interesting was uh, the week prior, right before the Super Bowl, when we thought we were going to go to the hospital, because like she was, she just wasn't feeling good, um, or she thought that you know her water was going to break. We were like, oh shoot, our go bags aren't even like fully packed. They were all like eighty percent packed. So we were like <laughs> rushing around trying to pack them. But this time around, we were like, all right, we're we're ready to go whenever. Yeah. It's almost like we had a dress rehearsal, um, but. Our plan was always to try and labor as much as we could at home before we went to the hospital. The hospital for us is also like a door-to-door 10 minutes, you know, if that, depending on the time of day. Um, you know, I bet, while I, while I t- to continue to tell the story, I bet if I pull up Uber right now and I looked at my history of rides, I can tell you how quickly we got there. Um... Let's see. Let's see. How do I go to this activity? Past. Uh, we took. Yep. On. Let's see. Lennox Hill Hospital on February 12th. Yeah, we got we got picked up. Right. We got picked up at our apartment. Okay. At 6.13 a.m. And we got dropped off at 6.17. So four minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there was like no one on the road at that point yet, and we hit all the green lights. So like it was, and it's literally like a Z shape from our place to Lenox Hill, um, and so it's like you know it, it it could not be more convenient. We I walk in with Carolyn, you know I'm holding the car seat, backpack, bags, and security's like yep right this way. We had, you know, been to an online orientation, so we knew exactly where to go. It wasn't like, you know, oh, we... Because, like, the, the hospital's the entire city block. And there's, like, a main emergency entrance and a, and the main entrance for the hospital. And we knew not to go into the emergency ho- uh, sort of entrance. Okay. Because, yeah, because we had called our doctor. And she was like, all right, you know, it sounds like you're pretty far along. But, you know, we had discussed your birthing plan, and you can decide when you want to come in. You know, we called her at 4 a.m. And she goes, well, I'm on call until 8. You call me again at 6. Now, let's make a decision of if you want to come in or not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we called. Like, you know, it's time for us to come in. We're kind of pretty uncomfortable at this point. And so we, we also called our doula. And she goes, great. Uh, let me know when you get to the hospital. And then we'll triage uh, the status for when I should be coming to the hospital to meet you. So we get to the hospital. Uh they, they walk us, right, you know, the security's like, oh, follow us. They, like, you know, all of the uh, the security doors, they sort of, like, badge us through, badge us through a, a service elevator right into the OB. Um, and then intake was, you know, Carolyn getting her vitals checked. I'm, like, you know, telling them my first name, last name, our insurance information, all that. And they still spelled my name wrong, even though I spelled it for them and they had my ID, which is, like, I just got that piece of work back. And I was, like, that's, my, that's not how you spell my last name. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that's not going to be a administrative nightmare yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah, right. Um, 
And and so we, we get, uh, you know, we're about in the triage area for about 30 minutes. Um, and then they walk us up to the labor room. And once we get in the labor room, Carolyn's like, I want the epidural. I'm like, cool, let's, go. let's wait for the anesthesiologist to show up. Uh, anesthesiologist shows up. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're in that much pain, you watch your wife in that much pain, you're like, dude, where yep. is this guy? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Where, like, what could you possibly be doing that <laughs> is taking you this long to finish? And then uh, when he gets to the room, he goes, all right, I understand you want the epidural. I got to say all these things. And I go, where do I just scroll down and hit accept the EULA? You know, the end user license agreement. I'm not yep. – don't read the terms and conditions of this. We get it. Like, let's just move on. Um, which reminds me of the one time I signed up for a credit card via calling the credit card company because you could get, like, a, a higher sign-on bonus points-wise. Oh, wow. The, the, the person had to read the entire end-user license agreement. Oh, my I put, God. It's like I put my phone on speakerphone and mute, and I just oh tossed it God. to the other side of the room. Because, like, each, as long as you're – and it was like, I'm sorry – contractually legally i have to read this it's going to be about 10 minutes holy shit and i was like so they're just reading at you for 10 minutes dude 10 minutes um yo i hope they had yeah. just like a recording because there's no way i would want to read that every single time somebody wanted to sign up for a card no can you imagine That's somebody nuts. calls you to sign up for a card you'd be like please do this online yeah please please do please. this online. um so the so the anesthesiologist is like he's, he's a nice dude you know pretty pretty slick watch i saw his watch and i go yeah you're an anesthesiologist all right um it's like is that a is that a rolex datejust guy um but um you know did it and then the first time he had to like redo it he goes oh shoot it went the wrong hole i gotta like reset it i go oh brother you get paid how much um but you know were you, drink, have you have you been drinking uh, tonight because yeah, right. It's like, how come? How come you? What are you, the weatherman calling the calling snow when yeah. nothing happens? Yeah, no, nah, man. Um, Hell no. But thankfully, she got it, and once she got the epidural, um, successfully administered. That was I think that was the first time since two a.m. and by this time it's like eight a.m. that you know Caroline had to physically breathe a, a sigh of relief, mm. and and so at that point you know texting the family, both families like, hey, triage. Now, we were at the hospital, done triage. Um, she's this far along, and then just like you know, updates to come. And then I texted the doula. Doula's like, "All right, I gotta drop my kid off at daycare, but then I'm on my way." And when she hopped in the lift, she goes, "Let me, uh, let me, let me share with you the information, and um, this way you'll know how long it's taking me to get there." And so she shows up, she's trying to get ready, and I'm there, and she's like, the first thing she goes to me is she's like, you gotta eat breakfast, dude. It's gonna be a long day, mm-hmm. the hospital has food, just order food, they'll wheel it right in. And so, you know, I got myself a little bit of breakfast. Um, and then basically, for a lot of the day, as as some you know listeners may know, you're just standing there, supporting your wife, getting her things when she needs, but it's mostly just... At least for us, the situation or the setup in the room was Carolyn's the patient, right? I'm the support person. We have a doula. So on our side, there's three. We have the main doctor who doesn't come in too frequently. You know, the doctor's helping like X number of people give birth that day. So she comes in like maybe once an hour just to check up on things or even once every few hours to check up on things. Yeah. But we've got two main nurses uh, and support nurses that sort of rotate in when they're on break. And, and so at any, any given point, there's five people in the room. Uh, but then when the doctor comes in, you know, there's, it's, you know, we're, we're at more major milestones and gratefully and, and then thankfully, Carolyn was able to progress through labor quite naturally uh, for good. a majority of it. Yeah. And then um, the, uh, our, our daughter was born on, I'm telling you this because you know how like there's these things that maybe... Like when, you know, when Lana gave birth, I'm sure there's like really specific details that seem completely inane to other people, but to <laughs> you, it's like a core memory. Yeah. Um, can I remember you saying that you were like shaving, right? You were shaving your head yep. Yep. or something? Shaving my like face. Like there's got to be something yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. Like, like you're always going to remember that look in the mirror and the light and what you were doing when like mm-hmm. all that stuff went down. Yep. 
And and for me at the at the end when when Carolyn gave birth was the clock said five fifty nine, and then immediately when like the clock turned six, my daughter arrived. Like it was just one of those things. Like it was like out of a movie that was just like the hands turned over and boom, you could just hear her crying. Yeah. Um. And so it was it was a really wonderful moment. Um. What was nice about having the doula, and this was something that I hadn't learned before, because I always thought, you know, doulas were a little, like, you know, uh, out there. But what I've really come to appreciate, just, like, having been shepherded through this process by the doula is she's been to hundreds of births. She understands a myriad of different birthing plans that people may have. Yeah. And so what she did for us was she had a worksheet with, like, 30 to 40 questions that we could answer, like... In the event X happens, do you want option A, B, C, or D? And so we were able to align with her. We shared our birthing plan with all the OBs. And they're like, yeah, all this looks good. So it, it felt good that we all came into a you know, an immensely stressful process, prone to a lot of deviations and plans, to at least align baseline to say, these are the main beats. Mm-hmm. We want to try and respect as much of this as possible. So... The it was easy for our doula to like sort of parry off, you know, some hospital staff who may want to do something that's like, no, we're not really interested in doing that. As opposed to me feeling like, you know, always deferential to doctors, just being like, well, if you say you want to do it, then we'll do it. Right. Um, and this really came uh, came into focus after uh, the child's born and the hospital has this policy where... You know, you get an hour of skin on skin immediately mm-hmm. between the baby and the mother. Yep. And you are allowed to delay, you know, all vaccines, measurements for an hour. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, this is like a known hospital policy. They they talk about an orientation. Like, it's in the video. Uh, the person running the orientation, like, called us out specifically. But... You know, in these, re- and, the, and I'm talking residents here because you know the residents. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're all like, you know, can I can I do the measurement now? And the doula would be like, no, it hasn't been an hour. You know, we'll, we'll do it at this time. And then another resident will come in five five minutes. We're like, well, how about now? Can I do the measurement now? And I get it from their side. <laughs> they've got a lot of patients they got to get done, right? Yeah. They just want to check boxes off. But the doula was really good about like, hey, I I'm telling you guys, you got to come in at this time. Um, and so, you know, it was really good for them to, for, for our doula to, to parry it off and for, for me to cut the umbilical cord, you know, um, I was always nervous that I was going to mess it up because I thought that the scissors were going to like, you know how, like when you're in <laughs> elementary school and you're doing arts and crafts and you've got the Crayola scissors, yeah, the yeah. Big, uh, construction paper and the scissors go like sideways. Uh huh. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then the doctor heard me and she goes, I can assure you that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, she goes, I'm more concerned that, you know, the support people may pass out or get super nauseous. And so I would like to know from you uh, if you would be nauseous or, uh, you know, are you, a, are you a fainter? And I go, I'm not a fainter and I don't get too nauseous. Um, and so gratefully the entire time, like I never felt like I had to leave the room. I never felt like... You know, things were getting overwhelming uh, from any sort of sensory perspective. Um, I also never, you know, I've heard stories from friends who were like, oh, I was watching TV the entire time. And, you know, I don't even remember if there was a TV in our room, but at no point I was like, you know, it'd be really cool right now if I saw it was on TV. Um, and and so, you know, it was, it was really cool once, you know, uh, the baby was there and just sort of, you know, welcoming your child into the world is, you know, and, I, and I'll say this, um, I was so nervous, dude, to like not feel anything prior to to her showing up. And I was like, man, what if I'm gonna, what if I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't feel the, feel the thing at the right time in the right place, you know? Uh, I don't want to feel. I don't want to give off this air of <laughs> oh, this I'm super nonchalant. This is not yeah, a big yeah, yeah. deal because um, it is a big deal. It's my first kid. Uh, yeah. But the moment she showed up in this world, I, I'm telling you, dude, it was this. And it's so cliched. It's so cliched. 
but my heart literally leapt out of my chest and i was like it felt like you know like those scenes where uh like when somebody dies like the like a ghost of them like leaves their like corporal body <laughs> yeah yeah uh it sort of felt in that moment it was like oh i felt like something like you know my, my heart has left my body it's imprinted on my daughter just got pushed um, into the astral plane so that yeah that's exactly it dude that's exactly it uh, talk about seeing all the timelines all at once um <laughs> and and so we uh you know we're we're just you know embracing each other uh, the doula is sort of just playing zone defense for us <laughs> uh you know she's you know single high safety just standing you know close to the door like no yep. uh, uh, stop asking back up um exactly and then just uh you know hearing you know, once the baby was, you know, once it was time to check vitals, well, there was weight, length, um, get some uh, vaccines in, you know, talking to one of the pediatricians there who, who does like the first pass and just hearing, all right, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing, that, everything's looking good. And then we get, Carolyn gets sort of wheeled up to the, uh, we, you know, as a family, we are wheeled up, but, you know, Carolyn's in like a, a wheelchair. They put a, a, a low jack on my daughter's uh, ankle. And what's crazy is when Exil was just describing, uh, the hospital was describing to us in the orientation and during the day that like, you know, when the babies come, uh, both parents, the mom and the support person or the dad, they have all these bands that say, you know, a support person, but also like the, your child's name on your wrist. Uh, and it's sort of like, you know, it's a, it's like one of those carnival ride sort of bracelets. Um, yeah. And the baby gets a low jack. And so... If somebody tries to like pick up the baby and walk past certain zones, we'll say uh, all exterior doors to the hospital lock down, and none of the elevators work until they like reset everything. That's right. And I'm telling yeah. you, dude. I'm telling you, when they said to us that like the system's a little wonky right now, it's overly sensitive. When we left the labor room and we got to the service elevator like lobby. The thing went off and it sounded like the loudest consistent blaring of an alarm. And I'm like, I have tinnitus. My daughter's alive 70 minutes and she just got tinnitus. <laughs> um, and it was just real rough. But but to the hospital's credit, within like 15 seconds, like four security guards just materialized out of nowhere. I was like, what's wow. going on? We need, we need to like confirm all this. Well, at least that way, you know, they're able to you know agent smith it really quickly yeah yeah um and and then it went off again when we got to the like recovery room uh, wow. and i was like you guys gotta you guys gotta do something no, about yeah this. No, like, every no. time you wheel my kid around this alarm cannot be going off because you hear it everywhere yeah and it's like that like um what's it called the you know like the like the fire uh the fire drill that like flashes the white light it's like that's going off everywhere and it's like you know, Carolyn gave birth at 6 p.m. And by the time we're finally done all of the tests and the alarms go off and we get actually wheeled into our recovery room, it's like 10 o'clock. It's like, I don't need no alarms going off at 10 o'clock like this, uh, even if the system is extra sensitive. But um, because, you know, Carolyn gave birth at 6 p.m. and uh, we had just gotten to our recovery room at 10, the nurses were like, You're, we're going to have you stay here for two days, two nights, two nights just to mm -hmm. get a full day's worth of vitals uh, taken care of. Yep. Um, and she goes like, you know, if you feel really good, you can, you can check out on Tuesday, but more than likely we're going to have you check out on, uh, or discharge on, on Wednesday. And so first night, you know, what was crazy was, because, uh, you know, Carolyn had had these massive cravings that she was really craving Domino's. And oh, really? so the second she was done uh, and we had a little bit of time, I put an order in for Domino's. And, <laughs> dude, Domino's came in 12 minutes. It was absurd. <laughs> I'm like, is this pizza, like, already, like, sitting yeah, it, it around? It must have been sitting there. It had to have been. It must have been sitting there. It had to have been um, there. But it was, like, it was only two avenues away. So it was, like, maybe okay. 0 0.1, 0 0.2 miles. But the dude raced over, and I have a photo of Carolyn, like, in the labor room, like, recovering with a big cheese pizza in her lap, just, like, looking at, uh, looking at her daughter. Um, I keep <laughs> saying daughter. Her name's, her name's Riley. Uh, R-I-L-E-Y. There we go. Um, there you go. Her name's Riley. Uh, very healthy. Um, big fan she, of that name, by the way. Love, love yeah. that name. Yeah, I love Riley. 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, she's a, she's an OG dude. They were they were pricking and prodding her to mm-hmm. get like uh, some, some initial test done, and she just she shook it off, dude. Uh, no <laughs> reaction, no nothing, no cry, no nothing. Just like just chunking, yeah. chunking HP. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> she was she was born with like two hundred HP. Most of us, yeah. Out, most it's like, of us oh, you were born like with extra plates. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're born with uh, the extra plate carrier. Cool, 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 cool. I'm, I'm over here looking for a uh, for a third plate carrier. Cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't really know if your experience was the same. But the first night in the hospital, dude, you got nurses coming in every twenty minutes all night mm-hmm. taking vitals. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm I'm and so like one of the things that Lennox Hill does is. Their standard recovery room is a semi-private room, and so you're sharing it with a uh, with another patient, another oh. mom. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's so. Insurance covers a semi-private room. I see. A semi-private room essentially has two, you know, hospital beds, mm-hmm. uh, two standard chairs for your support person, one bathroom that the support people cannot use. It's only for the moms. Okay. Uh, and it's separated by a shower curtain. And yeah. when I heard that, I go, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's no way that we're recovering in a room with somebody else. Now, to the hospital's credit, during orientation, they said, we're going to do everything in our power to sort of slot, you know, the moms uh, in their own semi-private room for as long as they can. And then we'll go back and start to double up. But if it ends up like we need to double up, we'll always give you the option to move you into a private room. Got it. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. In my mind, there's too many if statements there. And, you know, I was thinking, God forbid, there's no room, no private rooms available. Um, and this is actually the hospital that Beyonce gave birth in. Ah, uh, okay. Um, it was all that, all that hullabaloo. Yeah, that whole like, thing. She took that, over the entire one. And, like, yeah, so I was reading yeah, I that, that. I was like, it's, it's such a split story of, like, some people are like, I couldn't see my newborn in the NICU because mm-hmm. her security guards are going to let me through. And other people are like... They were totally fine. They were like completely out of the way. You never even knew they were there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but Tina Fey's giving birth. Like a lot of people are giving birth there. Um, and I say that because they have like a whole like catalog of private rooms. Now the private rooms are per night and they're not covered by insurance. So it's completely out of pocket. Uh, but and, and they range from a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand a night. And when I was doing intake, they're like, what is your recovery room preference? And Carol and I had agreed that we were going to do private, um, but on the lower end of private because yeah. you know, I'm not shelling out 2K a night, you know. Nah. Nah, this ain't a resort. Nah. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I mean, if I had to, I, I would if I needed to, if it was the last room available, but I'd be like, can we, can we not, you know? Because um, the way so that bank account set up. <laughs> yeah, right. I got my check in my business. And, and so, um, but then Carolyn was like, be a man. I was like, okay, we're fine. Um, <laughs> I, do you know that Russell Peters, that like uh, his special, like it's like a 20 year anniversary of his special uh, getting pirated and like sent to the world. And that's how he got really big. Really? Um, today's that day. Yeah. Who knew? Be a man. Wow. You know, do the right thing. Um, and so... We, yeah, we get wheeled to the private room, but, oh, no, sorry, to, to finish the thought, the reason why I didn't want the semi-private room is because, you know, your your wife has just gone through a pretty traumatic experience and you need all the rest they can get, right? And you know they're not going to get any rest. Yeah. And so that's one thing to have to deal with. Now you've got another family who's going through the same thing as you are, but they may be on a different schedule because, I don't know, they didn't give birth at the exact same time you did. Yep. And, and so they probably have their baby in the room. So now you got two babies, potentially. You got two support people. You got two sets of guests or visitors that might be coming and going. You got different, you know, potentially you got different dietary preferences. You don't know if they're a, a night owl or, a, you know, an early bird. You don't know if they're like, gener- you know, if they're genuinely good people or if they're just going to try and take over the room. And so it's like, I don't want anyone else's energy uh, while we're like full blown recovering, you know. And and so that was a great thing about the private room because all night, dude, every 20 minutes, some nurse is coming in to do vitals, right? Vitals on the baby, vitals yeah, on just, the mom. It's just a lot. 
but you know i the my adrenaline had left so that i was basically like so dead by 11 p.m but then like anytime somebody walked in the room it just felt biological to jump up and be like what's going on what do you need i'm totally awake ask any questions and so on and so forth yeah um so that first night you know you probably get about two or three hours worth of sleep combined um (laughs) and the great thing about the room that that we reserved was they had a a lounger for me but that the lounger could convert into a like a like a single long bed okay Uh, okay like a, like a like a super twin size bed. Yeah, that was yeah. good enough. They, they gave me a sheet. They gave me a top. So they gave me a fitted sheet of you know esque, um, basically two top sheets. So you put the top sheet, one top sheet on the bottom. Get a second top sheet. Get like a. It's not even a blanket. Calling it a blanket would be really generous. It's like a extra thick towel. Uh, but Karen and I also brought our own pillows, so that was kind of nice to have that. And I just slept in like a hoodie and like uh, and joggers. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. But that night, I was just looking at the weather because that was also the time where, like, that nor'easter was coming in. Gotcha. And all night, I'm looking outside, and the rain, it's like, it's a wintry mix, but it looks more snow than rain. And, like, the snow is just driving down like it's in a Disney movie. I'm like, oh, thank God we're in the hospital already, not, like, having to navigate this outside. Right. But, you know, over, overall, the, the stay was really nice. We uh, We learned a lot. I learned how to put a diaper on a baby. I learned what, you know, like, you know, when, you, when you're changing a diaper, what to do, what not to do. Uh, putting a lot of Vaseline, so like, you know, 100% petroleum jelly in the in the diaper so that if in case they, you know, when, a, when like a one-day-old or two-day-old baby is pooping out that black tar meconium that <laughs> yep, if you've yep. got a lot of, if you got a lot of Vaseline on it, then like the, it doesn't stick, you know? Yeah. Because uh, if it sticks, then you're like peeling out their skin mm-hmm. and you're giving them skin mm-hmm. irritation unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, learning how to swaddle a baby. Oh, um, yeah. Being told that my swaddles are no good. I got to do it again. Uh, <laughs> really? And so I was like, cool. You know, like, yeah, because, you know, one of the nurses that changed over was this, you know, she felt like she was from the old country. Some Georgian grandmother just like with, I a, see. with a thick accent telling me that like, you know, you're doing this wrong. Do it again. Do it better. Um, Be exactly. better. It's like, all right. Might as well do it better now here. Yeah, because you're um, not going to learn at home. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon so, broke out of every swaddle I ever put him in. It didn't matter how tight I he was bet. in there. He broke out of every single Gordon's one. Gordon's a Gordon's a strong kid, dude. Gordon's been strong since day one. He, he uh, you, you over you overdid the uh, the strength <laughs> category of, of your stack. I, I, I swaddled him so hard that he he was like he was lifting weights in there. He was he was yeah. Man. Um. And, and so the, um, yeah, we, uh, we, we discharged on Wednesday afternoon. What was cool was they were like, all right, we're going to discharge you today. Wednesday morning. Um, oh, Tuesday night, right before, um, the nurses were like, you know, you're discharging tomorrow. Do you want to put your baby in the nursery? And I had completely forgotten that that was a concept because the first night we slept with the baby in the room. Yeah. And. And so we uh, we opted to put you know Riley in the nursery. Uh, and so like they, they took her at ten p.m. They gave her back to us at eight a.m. And that was probably the best sleep of our life. Now, Carolyn still <laughs> had a couple of checkups, um, but I was able to you know get a get a decent sleep at that point. And and yeah, so like they they the, the cool thing was they didn't rush you on discharge. It wasn't like a hotel you got to check out by eleven. Uh, you know, just check out before you stay over another night. So, like, you know, generously 10 p.m. So they started the discharge at, like, 8 a.m., and I had until 10 p.m. to leave. They're like, we want you to eat lunch. We want you to take it easy, yada, yada. And and so uh, we started to get our stuff together by, like, 2 p.m., and then by 4, we were, like, you know, being escorted by one of the nurses who, who picked up some of the bags. I actually left on Tuesday night. I, cause we had cut, we had a ride to the hospital with so many extra bags worth of stuff. Oh, uh, sorry. No, and, good. uh, let's see. Um, and, and so I actually went home. I like, dropped off a lot of stuff. Uh, took a shower at home, brought some new things that Carolyn had requested. Uh, it was nice cause it was like a five minute, six minute, you know, Uber ride back and forth. And, and then on uh, when we were, uh, what's it called? When we were discharging, 
uh, what was tough was they, you know, I don't know, what was it like when you discharged? Did it like check to see if you knew how to put Gordon in a uh, car seat? There was a car seat class like thing that they gave us before, like I think it was the day before. I can't remember if they checked how we had, we had strapped him in, to be quite honest with you. Um, okay. I'm hazy. I'm hazy on the morning that we left. I know my mom came to visit, uh, but did they like make sure that he was in? They must have. They must have, right? Like, yeah, like, I feel like, like that wouldn't be responsible. You know? They got a check. Yeah, yeah. We we had like a five-ish mile drive back home. Not like crazy far, but still far enough. Um. Yeah. So what was fun was in the uh, in the city. The, the nurse helped load the car, and by the time I turned around, it felt like she had disappeared into the crowd. Like, she was a, she was Jason Bourne. <laughs> and so I'm just, like, trying to put the car seat in the Uber, and it's double parked with ambulances, and there's traffic trying to get by, and they're honking their horn at me. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, welcome to fatherhood 101. You know, like, welcome to the real world. Life's tough, get a helmet. Yeah. So, you know, you're trying to pull the... Uh, pull the seatbelt out, and if you get the uh, tension wrong, and you hear the clicks, you're like, oh, "I gotta start over," and like you, you get that flop sweat. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, you know, finally made it work. The, the Uber <laughs> driver was really nice. He was driving like ten miles an hour. He was like, "I'm a father of three kids. I totally get it. Congratulations." Avoiding potholes, got us home <laughs> in one piece. Um, and then that first night was like, to your point earlier, they just, they just let us leave. Like there, there's yeah. nothing else. It's like, hold up, hold up. No nurses at home, though. Like, what if something goes wrong? I don't know. Good luck. Uh, And so, you know, took a big shower, ordered some food, relaxed, and that first night um, of just like, oh, so you got to feed your baby every two to three hours? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, there there was some things in the hospital that... Uh, made it so that Riley had to have some formula, and so Riley took the formula like a like a fiend. So I, in my mind, I'm always like that Chappelle meme of like, you got any more of that formula back there? <laughs> <laughs> and and so that first night, it was like every two hours, just you know, adrenaline fueled, waking up and being like, all right, this is the midnight feeding. All right, you got to start the feeding count from when you start, not when you finish. Um, try to go to bed as quickly as possible, but you know that like these things don't take half an hour. It's like forty-five minutes to an hour. Oh, you're trying to go back to sleep with only fifty minutes left before the next feeding, and every time you wake up for the two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock, like your, it's like your your health bar is like chunked a significant <laughs> percentage. You know, you just feel yeah. a little bit like oh gosh. Um, and so we're certainly in the middle of that right now. We're, we're still, you know, we had our first pediatrician visit on Friday and he was like, you're doing good. Just continue to do what you're doing. Um, and the numbers will, will, will look great. And, and so we're, we're, we're giving it our honest go of, you know, waking up and, and doing all the things at the right time. And, you know, Riley is, uh, Riley's starting to find her voice. Um, mm. I'll say that. um yeah yeah she does not like cold things so like when i change her diaper uh i use a cold wipe she Uh uh it's like i'm pulling her fingernail trying to get her you know the the nuclear secrets so kind of quick quick thing so my uh my 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 sister my half sister she was telling she like when Lane and I brought Gordon home the first time, or maybe even before she told us like you know they have all sorts of like like there's a thing for babies for like every single item you would ever need for a baby, right? So they obviously have like the the wipes, wipe warmers. So I don't know if you have that already, but what she, her her brief advice that she gave to us, she's like, what she used to do was she would just throw uh, a couple of wipes into the microwave for seven seconds and then use that. So it would seven warm it up. Seconds. I think it was seven seconds. I think seven, eight seconds. It would warm it up enough. Oh, I'm going to give that the, a go the, the wipes weren't cold. Know. Yeah, yeah. Wipes weren't cold. Uh, Gordon was always happy with it then. Sometimes yeah. it's tough though, because like, yeah, you want to like put the key, we like put Gordon down on the changing table, but now you got to get the wipes. So it's like you got to get the wipes, and you got to pick them back up so you can get to the oh, microwave yeah. to come back. It's like, yeah, it's, it's it's a whole thing, but you get it. 
Yeah. I try to do this thing right now where when uh, when Riley needs a change, I put her on the changing table, um, got the one hand on her chest, I, I pull out a drawer of the, the next diaper, I open mm-hmm. it up, I put some Vaseline on, 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 the, on the butt side, um, and then I open up her onesie, I make sure that the onesie is open beyond the uh beyond the diaper yeah um and then just you know wiping the correct directions making sure that everything's all well and good and then lift her up and then you know plop her into the new diaper um she's so funny dude she hates like being in the middle of these things but at the end she's like totally fine of the changing table um, we have the changing table situation she hates it until like I, I just I zipper her back up in her onesie or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. this is great." Yeah. Or when we're trying to swaddle her, um, she like hates like being held down or whatever. But then like once the swaddle's actually doing its job of holding her in place, mm-hmm. she's like, she just passes out in, like three seconds. I was like, "Man, don't, don't live a life with no anxiety." Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, it's. It, it's been great, dude. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I look at her. I'm just like, I want, I want, I want to give you all that life has to offer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for now, just please let me sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a crazy week. Uh, this 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 past weekend, we're recording on Sunday night. Um, and I took my 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 paternal like leave right now. My family leave is uh, I get five weeks paid nice. leave. Okay. Uh, Carolyn gets eighteen. I get five, and so I'm splitting mine up into two weeks first, and then okay. three weeks to like you know fifteen weeks or whatever. That's great. And and so right now it's like you know my my parents, her parents, they all came. Grandparents got to meet the grandkid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were they were they were both ecstatic to to meet the uh, to meet Riley, and it's you know uh, back into it. I'll say, but we're getting smarter about things. Um, Every time we do it, we're finding our pattern, we're finding our rhythm, uh, and and so you know making those you know halftime adjustments to be like oh we when she does this you do this or you know we were Carolyn had a blowout in a diaper I had a blowout in a diaper we have one a piece yeah. but now we're getting a lot better about it you know like sometimes the the well sometimes some of the you know the damage comes up a little bit but it's nothing like you know she's she's like sitting in it you know what I mean yeah um, yeah she's not she's not covered by it so it's gonna happen unfortunately oh yeah, yeah uh, it is it's, it's, it's a it learning is, you know? process like, but also sometimes like it's just unavoidable it's it's tough it's weird right. sometimes it's just really yeah. weird yeah we have like, like a I've couple pictures that i've taken act. yeah and and like there's a blowout that's like in the works like there, there's a picture yeah. where lena and lena and her mom were like going out and they put gordon to the into um into the the baby carrier and he was like actively blowing out in the pictures that were being taken at the time so yeah yeah i mean that that, yeah i it's like core memories i'm like oh you're literally doing this right now and it's cool to see um Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah so like we're we're not even a week in you know like we'll be a week in in a little bit um but i shared it i finally i think i shared the thing on instagram on like friday or something yeah because I texted, I texted you, you know, I texted a few folks, uh, I told my family first, and then told, you know, people like you, uh, close friends, obviously, first, but then I was like, at some point, we should probably say something. Um, and so I was like, oh, you know, Friday, had a, ha- had like 10 minutes, I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me put a few photos together. Um, those photos, by the way, those like professionally shot photos, um, what was cool about that was the hospital has this program that they partner with this one company and they just come into your recovery room and it's like school photos where like we'll shoot the photos in your room we'll do you'll you'll you you won't even it won't even look like you're in a hospital room all those photos are shot at the end of the bed that carolyn was still sitting in recovering and it just looks like a completely different like landscape you know and then after he's done shooting it, he goes, give me like, you know, one or two hours. I'm going to do a quick edit and then I'll, I'll uh, let you review. I'm going to talk about pricing. Yeah. And what's really funny about that presentation is they play a slideshow of all the photos. And it's like there is a Sarah McLaughlin-esque song. And it's like, oh, dude, this is you guys. You guys have weaponized this sales pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that, more, at that point, it's like, hey, give me, I'll, take my card. You know what I mean? Like uh, charge whatever. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> but we just we ended up just buying the uh, the the high res JPEGs and all that stuff. Yeah, because uh, I didn't need them. I, they're like we can put it on canvas. And I go, I'm not a big fan of canvas. Mm-hmm. Like, we can print an eight and up eight and a half by or you know eight by ten. I go, well, who's your printer? And he goes, well, it's this people. It's only for professional photos. And I was like, I don't like. You know, I don't like having printer uh, pictures printed outside of these other printers that I've used in the past. Um, and so, you know, if you have a perspective, like, yeah, how about you? I was like, oh, what's your, uh, what are the size of those JPEGs? And he goes, all right, they're about eight and a half megs. And I go, well, it's better than nothing, I guess. Um, he goes, well, you know, the aspect ratio is like 4,000 by 6,000. I was like, all right, you know, I could probably do something with that. Um, he wouldn't give me the, the raws, uh, which I get, but, you know, never hurts to ask. Yeah. Um, and, and and so he gave us the JPEGs and he gave us uh, both a download link and a uh, and a USB. So all in all, you know, one of those things where we're very grateful that it happened. We would never have scheduled something once we got home to be like, hey, you know, be really cool in the first week is like when we're completely frazzled and we don't know left from right to like have uh, a stranger come in and ph- uh, photograph our child. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so we were really happy that uh, the quality of that product was as, was as good as it was when they had uh, when yes. they delivered. So yeah, I will say uh, hilariously, Lena scheduled uh, a passport photo <laughs> for Gordon like wow. week like week one, maybe two of his. It, it must have been two. It must have been his second week because we were we were at the uh, post office and we got those pictures. So his passport pictures to this day and, and in fact we actually have to update his soon. Not not to mention I have to get mine updated soon cuz mine's mine's expiring this summer. Um but uh yeah, Gordon's Gordon looks nothing like his passport picture because he is quite literally a newborn and he could like that passport could fit any child in the entire world cuz he he doesn't look like himself in it. That's so funny, dude. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, you know, as a dad, it was just a lot of paperwork. But now it's just, you know, there's something, something to be said about when, you know, this little nugget is sitting on my chest or laying on my chest, setting shit. When she's laying on my chest, she's passed out. And it's like, man, this is, you know, it's like that scene at the end of Pursuit of Happiness, which is like, you know, this, mm-hmm. this right here is happiness. It's like, oh, man, it's like your, your, your heart's a, you know, a million times bigger than it's ever been. It's, you know, it's yeah. one of those things where I, you know, I thought about when you and I started recording this, this podcast of like where we were when we started and where we are now. It's like these massive life changes, bro. And it's so cool and I'm so grateful that I'm able to share this story with you and to the, the, the have your support and your family's love because um, you obviously have ours. And uh, just to be able to like, you know, grow, grow together. Right. Yeah. No, it's 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 great. Um, so happy for you. It's the, I mean, the whole thing is it, well, it's obviously life changing, but it it feels, you know, like you try to use. You, there's no great analogy that you can really use, like a great metaphor, because you always want to like exaggerate a bit. But like when yeah. you say, "Oh, it's life changing," like no, it quite literally is life changing. There's no going back. There's nothing, like and and, and that's I think part of the part of the part that can kind of that that just makes describing it impossible to anybody because it is so life-changing it's something that can never be undone um you know this is this is your life now um there's going to there is this person whose wants and needs are almost always going to take precedence over yours um you know pretty much for the rest of your life and so like i i I was talking to uh lana's dad one time and his son, my uh, my brother-in-law, he he was like coming into town. He was taking the train, but he wanted to go see the uh, the local uh, professional football soccer team play, uh, who's actually doing like shockingly well this year. Uh, Aston Villa, um, they were terrible for years, and the uh, they're like in second place in the Premier League now. I think. Um, wow, what are they now? No, they're not second anymore. They're fourth. But the fact like they're they are. Um, they're going to be in the Champions League, I think. I think they're in it. So, um, anywho, 
so he he was like, you know, this, his, his son calls him up and is like, oh, can you like pick up the, my bag for me so I can go straight to the game or go straight to the match? And it's like just kind of expected, like, oh, oh of course dad can do this. And he's like, yeah, you know, this never changes. When he, That's what he said to me when he, when he hung up the phone. He's like, it never changes. Like, it'll, it's always going to be like this. Uh, so be, be ready or something like that. And at that time, Gordon was probably like, he wasn't even one. That was the first time that they actually, we, we went out there to, to visit. So it was their first time meeting Gordon. And so... Um, yeah it's uh that's awesome yeah a lot of uh, it's a lot uh it's great and um yeah i'm, I'm again just we're, we're super excited for you it's it's um I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this whole thing with a smile on my face because it's really cool it's really cool you're 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 a dad which is crazy which is crazy for me to say i mean it's yeah yeah It'll be cool for our families to like get together at some point, you know. I know right now it's not realistic. No, well, you never know where the future will. Well, you know, you never know how the roads bend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be coming out to Delaware, PA, um, in two months at the end of at the end of April. We're coming out because my friend Dan's getting married, and we're gonna be in town. We was we were trying to be out for like two two and a half weeks, but we had to cut it short for. I don't know, like this trip, that trip, like different things happening. I can't remember exactly what it is going on right now, but we had to cut it short. Um, but we do want to try to come up to New York during that visit. So like in, in a month or two, two months now to uh, to come out and visit. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Love this. Love the host, you guys. Believe yeah. me. Love the host, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to, to share the story, but... You know, duty calls. I do like to jump. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. All right. Sure do. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get, go ahead and get out of here. Um, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week.